Why are you not wearing a shirt? Okay, I'll put it on. <laughs> I'm angry. I'm angry in so many ways, and I'm angry at this. Brian's gone shirtless for the, for the one year anniversary. Yep. It's off the topless, baby. Off the topless. one year. Uh, all naturals. I happily got all of you the traditional gift of nothing. <laughs> nice. And now we begin the annual airing of grievances. I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Greg, Greg is like that person who just lost like a very close loved one. Thir- 13 hours. 13 hours I invested in my life. All that. right, let's, we'll get to that. We'll get to it in a second. There's a lot of stuff that happened this week, so, like, I kind of want to... Yeah. Great. On top sounds, of everything else sounds I Sounds great. I don't mind wait. spoilers, by the way. I don't mind spoilers. Okay. I haven't seen so we're, we're, other, but I don't mind spoilers. I, I'm not even being facetious when I tell you this. Like, it's it's not even worth it. I, I Really? I'm, I'm telling you right now, like, I, I kind of... That's how almost I feel. I'm like, eh! Yeah. You know? I'm, three, yeah. I'm three episodes in, and I, I just... I could not watch anymore yeah fine. it doesn't it doesn't get any better that's wow that's a shame the last episode is such a f- i i've never been like that physically angry at the way someone did a show and like a show uh agents of shield they did it better I'm, I'm shut con- up i am convinced agents of shield has done this better i'm convinced i am convinced i am so salty record I'm so furious. I'm so Breaker. fucking mad. I, I can't even like. I can't even string together. I went to bed last night and in my head. I'm like, did you did you hit Amanda? No, she was she like she bailed out. She got two episodes and was like, look, you're you're a better man than me. I'm not doing this. <laughs> my uh, my wife came in yesterday morning. Uh, I wake up a lot earlier than her, so that's why I usually get my TV watching on. She came in yesterday morning. I was up to episode three, and while she was sitting there, I just I hit pause real quick just to see where it was on the time code and there was still 25 minutes left and i was just like oh that's how every episode is every episode you're like oh, jesus christ how long is this <laughs> <laughs> wow that's a shame nice. i am shame. psyched for this i'm, cr- I'm fucking crushed <laughs> <laughs> I'm so crushed i do feel bad for you i mean for what it's worth i, I really do like this, yeah. kid, I, and I like I just I, like an addict. I was like, all right, it's gonna turn on this episode. Here it goes. This is the episode that's gonna happen. And I hit play, and every time I was let down. Every single fucking time. Were the fight scenes good at least? No. Really? There's one good. I will say there's there's two passable fight scenes in the entire series, and one you've already seen by now. I'm, I'm assuming all of you have seen it by now. Which one? Uh, the hallway scene. I haven't seen it. Okay. Seen of it. course it's a hallway. Oh, right? wait. It's a hall- the hallway to the elevator, yeah. No, yeah. I haven't seen it. Um, it's, it's decent. Um, it's like a, it's a fumbling attempt at one. Um, it is, it is better than anything else in the series. And then there's one on the second to last episode, um, right under the walkway in Central Park that leads to the big fountain. See, I didn't want to talk um, about this just yet, but I guess we're, we're in it. <laughs> It, it's it's I mean we'll jump in later if you want but like that one's that one's and it's not even, it doesn't even feature Danny it's like not even <laughs> really that fight isn't even with with uh, it, with, uh, with ends, Iron Fist himself it ends with the, so basically it's it's Colleen and Bakudo I don't know if you've met him yet no it's very like it's right, so complicated look if we're gonna be in the shit like straight off the bat on this episode can we talk about how bad 
Colleen's fight scenes are. All of them. She, they're not great. She does not sell anything. Nothing. I'm not Make convinced that she could even, like, touch any of these people. She, and like, she's goes, Chinese, too. Well, she goes to do, like, a hip toss, and you can see, like, this physical effort that it takes for her to just kind of, like, start to lift the person. And, like, you can see that the person had to, like, clearly jump to, like, get over her. Like, there's uh-huh. no suspension of disbelief whatsoever in any of her scenes. I, I don't believe that she could beat up a room full of kindergartners, let alone uh-huh. the people that Ooh. she's actually fighting. Well, talk about how she's Arsh. Chinese. She, not only is she Chinese, but she, is, she uses she insists that she lives by a Bushido code, which is Japanese. Yeah. She well, doesn't she speak does, Chinese. She does say really? that she speaks fluent Japanese. And, so I, I'm, and she hasn't spoken Mandarin in years. I she think, says that, yeah. yeah. I think the insinuation uh-huh. there is that she's half Japanese, half Chinese. I, I think I, so as well. Oh, like the character yeah. in Kill Bill. Yes. Uh, sure. Um, but anyway, that fight scene is pretty... Uh, the fight scene between her and Bakudo at, towards the end is okay. And then, like, the... There's, like, a brief fight between... And you haven't... You guys haven't met him yet, but you already know who... Like, it, it's... They introduce Davos. So Davos shows up. Ooh, what? In the show. Is he, like... Is he, the, is no. he like, the uh, Diamondback of this series? Uh, no. He shows up to help to help Danny at one point, because they grew up as best friends. Um, Man, they're so shooting he comes from quite the load. Like, yeah. really early in the show. But, like, they have a huge falling out, because, like, you know that he's always resented Danny for having the Iron Fist... So they have a they have a brief fight and like it's it's not great but it's the it's the best that they can offer and it and in this in this sense it's the last major fight of the show. There's no other grand fight after it. Wow! So, Even in the final episode, they didn't give Iron Fist a big. I mean, they've they've done that in Daredevil, Luke Cage, nope. even Jessica Jones. They've done I, all I, some kind of you know. Oh my God! It's. I I can't even I can't I, it's so it's so infuriating. You know, it, as, I got I got like two, one major thing and one minor thing. Only three episodes in. One minor uh-huh. thing is uh, piggybacking off of something that Greg said in our chat that like Danny looks like he's dancing in all his fights, and that's true. And like that, I mean that as a compliment because I thought one of the uh, the big challenges they were going to have with choreographing the show was making his fight scenes look different than Daredevil's. I thought they were going to have a really hard time with that. And they, it seems like they just kind of figured it out right away, how to make him stand out from everybody else. Like, make him look like he's I dancing. I don't even know if it's a good thing that he stands out anymore. Uh, look, it's the kind of thing that I think they can build on, even if it doesn't succeed throughout this entire season. He, here is my only silver lining for this, for, for what happens. They need When he gets into Defenders, he's going to have new writers, a new choreographer... A new staff. He's gonna have all new stuff, and I, I am praying that's what resurrects him because there's nothing in this show worth worth salvaging. Yeah, I think regardless of how bad this uh, season is for Iron Fist, uh, the next step for him is Defenders. Like we said, mm-hmm. we know that the next step after that is Heroes for Hire. I agree. One thing that I've heard supposedly, and this may have just been, uh, you know, some publicist kind of trying to spin this. Uh, not spin, spin it, but you know, plant a seed. Is that apparently him and Michael Coulter have very, very good chemistry, and there's, uh, and they're saying that on the Defender set that they actually have good chemistry. See, the, the thing, the thing with these quotes that always kills me is like, producers not going to come out and be like, "Oh God, they look like shit." Like he's not going to like roll through the. Press I'm trying like to remember that. who said Fair. that. Uh, yeah, but but any, yeah. like, I'll, my, I'll take any, I'll take anything I can get at this point. My my main thing with the fighting is that like if they were going to do that. Finn Jones is not a classically trained dancer. They should have gone out and got an actor who's classically trained in dance. There's a million of them. They're the all villain over the from Die Hard 1, the blonde. Sure. 
He would have been a great Danny. <laughs> I have some, I mean, I literally, I could spend the next three hours just tearing apart this show. But my biggest thing is, and here's where I think they went wrong. Daredevil was clearly a, a passion project by Stephen DeKnight. He had already, he wanted to do Daredevil for so long. Yes. And when they did Daredevil, they had people they could go to. When they did Jessica Jones, they had people they could go to. When they had Luke Cage, they had people they could go to. For Iron Fist, Brubaker left Marvel on bad terms. Fraction left Marvel on bad terms. There, there's the people who quality who basically reinvented the character and who much of the show is based off of that run. They couldn't. Mm. I, they didn't have anyone to directly speak to. And I think the people who ran this show don't really understand the character. And I think Marvel was just in such a rush to get it out. I don't think they really care. They were yeah. like, just make it. Make it kung fu-y. And, like, they, didn't, they didn't really nail Oh, also he's rich, so figure yeah, it out. Yeah, also he's mega rich. And yeah, and they, they just kind of like clung, at least for the first half anyway, they really clung to the uh, the whole mega corporation. Uh, Goes nowhere. Back. back there there are bullshit. stories on top of side stories, on top of story arcs, on top of minor character issues that just are not resolved. They go nowhere. Does Clara kiss him? No. Good. <laughs> she she gets away from that. They spend you. They spend a solid four episodes setting up the joy, like Joy and Danny thing, like teasing it, like how Joy still loves him and like and like they love each other and like they have that relationship going forward. And it goes it goes nowhere. It it just it, it when I say it ends, it literally is in one episode and in the episode and from every episode after that, nothing is mentioned. I don't think they share the screen again until the last episode. Wow! Wow! It it's it is it's I'm, it's all over the place. It makes no sense. Not episodes. Episodes don't make sense from one to the other. Like it, like literally A, B, and C don't equal each other. You could easily rearrange all of them and still have a show. Um, uh. I know. I know. We've been kind of excited for Iron Fist for a while, and like as I was watching this series, I, I mean, again qualifier i'm only three or four episodes in but according to greg it's not going to get any better so i'm just going to roll with an early conclusion i came to if they were going to go with that he has he has a i don't want to spoil too much for brian but he has a line it's really okay (laughs) brian's not even gonna watch it anymore Uh, honestly i would i would if this was even a modicum of acceptable i would be like you guys should watch it just to enjoy it i'm I'm honestly spare and i know you'll watch it anyway but i'm sparing you having to really pay attention. I'm already at a point where it's just on in the background. Like, I'm not paying exactly. too much attention to it. Yeah, that's, yeah. Because, like, it's, the pace is so plodding that, like, it just doesn't matter. Anyway, he's got this line where he's, uh, he says, uh, I'm the Iron Fist, I'm the sworn enemy of the hand. Oh, it's you're gonna like, hear that a lot. Uh, well, that's fine. Like, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> it's not fine. <laughs> okay, well, it's not fine, <laughs> but I'm still okay with it. If you were gonna go that route, why? Why would you not make this guy who's running around calling himself the Iron Fist the MacGuffin of the Defenders? And the whole thing point of the Defenders is we can't beat the Hand, but there's this guy running around who says he can. And Danny's in the mental mental institute, and the whole thing is the Defenders breaking him out. That could be well, the first half of the season. Easy. Here's where they should have set this up. They should have set it up saying the the Iron Fist is meant to fight the Black Sky. That's where you come. Oh, they, so they go there? No, they don't. Oh, they never okay. touch upon it. They never even reference the fact that they have a black sky. Like, and here, here's where it gets in. Here's where it gets fucking insane. <laughs> I imagine not I, in a good way. I feel like episode six, maybe episode five or six. They, they, and this is when I wrote to you guys, and I was like, I can't believe they did this this early. They do the tournament. 
They do the tournament that. Oh my god! And it's not even it's not even well done. It honestly that should be its own season. It Is starts it off the same, like who does he fight? He fights and the who sister. else fights? He fights just it's just him. Madame Gao invites him to a tournament, and who if he wins he gets he can make any demand he wants. So he's like I have to, there's a there's a girl that he has to rescue. He's like if I win, I want the girl. And they're like oh well you know blah blah blah. So he has to fight um, the sister of spiders. What the fuck? Yeah, she shows up. He has to fight. They don't have uh, the budget for that. Yeah, no. They, he, Prince of Orphans never shows up. Uh, there's okay. only three of them. He only fights three people in the tournament, and like the, the fights aren't even fights. The sets look like they're out of the mid '90s Mortal Kombat movie. Um, they're they're so bad. They're so bad. He fights. I forget. I can't even remember. And I don't even honestly think I don't even think this this one was in the comics. You know what, Greg? It doesn't even matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Brian has gone from fuck the critics to utter defeat in the course of like the sister of Spider's fight. He wins it by kicking her once. (laughs) One kick. I'm not. I'm not kidding. One kick. (laughs) But they're supposed to be like the kind of people who, when they show up, you go, "Oh, fuck." That's why when I when I saw them do the tournament, I was like, "No, please, please, no." You can't like, use the tournament to establish Danny as the baddest guy in the room. That's not it's really bad. It's it's so bad. Um, I, I, and like, should have been Steel like, Serpent. Steel Serpent should have been the villain of. of yeah, it should have been. Let's say let's say end season one. It's, but, a, no uh, fucking, it's a fucking no brainer. Well, season one ends. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> <laughs> so the whole arc of the story, not the not the whole arc, but one of the major persisting arcs is that Danny comes back and he's given control of the company. He gets his fifty one percent share in the company. So now he's businessman Danny Rand, and because he's so naive and so like young at heart and so willing to like accept the good in people, Aww. he's always making these decisions for the company that ultimately lead to huge problems. So there's like, a huge litigation yeah. eventually. But as he's doing these things, Joy comes to become like inspired by him she sees all the good he's doing and she's like wow we used to be good people this company can stand for something i believe danny's a good person she's like instrumental in helping danny get out of the mental institution because she believes it's really him and she's really for danny and when i tell you it's literally this i'm not even joking there is a scene at the end of the show where davos goes we should kill danny rand and she goes okay (laughs) That, that's it. That's it. That's it. There's no decision from her. It's literally Davos is sitting at, at like a patio in like Europe with her because she she ran away. So it's the two of them and they're sitting at, a, at like a brunch and he's like, your life has been different since Danny came into it. Everything has gone wrong. Keep in mind, the entire show has been setting up that everything has gone, gotten better for her because she's become a better person. Wait, he's hold like, on. Time out. There's... Uh... This is this would be major ter- spoiler territory, but are her dad and brother dead at the end of the series? Uh, do I mean I'll, I'll tell you it doesn't really matter. I mean that it, I think that would be a qualifier for everything going wrong. So Ward her, is not dead. Okay, and uh, Wendell uh, Wendell is dead. Harold Harold is dead. Yeah, but at that point she already knows that he's like insane. Okay. Does Orson and Randall show up? No, I, I, there's a there's a clip that one of the guys shows him of like this found footage in China in like 1940, and you yeah. see an iron fist like tearing up all these people. So ma- you can't see who it is. So maybe it's Orson. You don't know. He didn't have the guns so though, cool. right? No, he didn't have the guns. He just had two. He had two fists. So he was like he was beating the shit out. But of But you know, in all who fairness, would you this cast is not as Orson Randall to save they, season I don't two. Think, 
I don't think they would do it though. Who would you cast as Orson Randall to save season two? Who would I cast as Orson Randall to save season two? A better anyone who would be a better writer too and put him in. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I, oh God, yeah. no, but so, like I, I've seen, I'm telling you, the the casting is just as bad as the the writing though. I'll say the I'll guy who used to play American Ninja. I'm giving the entire cast a pass because it's so badly written that I don't think anyone could have saved it. I, I'm not even joking. It's literally um, she. She's like, oh man, my my family's crazy. They're trying to kill Danny. When Ward shows her a piece of paper that says Danny's being framed, and she's like, oh my god, I can't believe my father would frame Danny. Confronts her father. She's like, I can't believe you would frame Danny. And then the next time you see her, Davos is like, we should kill him. She's like, yeah, we should. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> it, it is it is batshit insane. It's so crazy. It, like, the, the last fight scene is not a fight. Uh, it's it's Harold and, and Danny on the roof. And uh, Harold shoots Danny in the hand. Ooh. <laughs> and then they're just fighting, and oh, like, Harold's still kicking the shit out of him. Sorry, and, and you, you like, just reminded me of a little thing that I really fucking hated. So there's a scene where Danny was looking for the X-rays, mm-hmm. and the guy's like, he puts on the the brass knuckles, and Danny uses the iron fist to punch him in the hand and breaks the yep. brass knuckles. That guy's hand should have exploded. There's there's no there is no level of of like cohesiveness to what the iron fist is. I've heard that, that it's very yeah. inconsistent in its level of power. The only time yes. that, that I enjoyed looking at it was there was a, it was such a tiny thing too. Uh, when Danny's walking out of the, uh, um, fuck, where was he walking out of? I think it was the insane asylum. He walks by a guy in a white jacket and he just like taps him on the chest and the guy like flies <laughs> into the, uh, wall. And oh, he, like, after down. the fights, after like the fight in the, in the room. Yeah. The it was such room. a tiny yeah. little thing, but I really, really liked it. it it's just, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. There's no. Can he do it only like once a day, or he's, is it something that he can he, just do as much as he wants? He literally says at times, "I can't summon the Iron Fist because I've I've used all my energy on it." And then, yeah, and then there is times where he literally will summon it two or three times in a row. It, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. There's no. There is absolutely. And then there are times where he like needs to really concentrate to summon the fist. And then there are times where he's just like boop, and it's up. It doesn't make any. I'm telling you, it's it's all over the place. It's just it's just so it's just so out there. Brian, who farted? You got this. You had this face on, like like you just. I'm, got really, I'm like absolutely crushed. Farted in the face. Someone just farted. Yeah. They never. They never should have brought Dan. Like season one should have ended with him coming to New York. Does Crane Mother fight anyone? Well, uh, that's the other thing. He calls himself. He says that his clan. He says he was raised by monks of the of the Crane Mother Order, which is wrong, because the Crane Mother, I'm pretty sure, is from a different city. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they that's fight. Correct. So, like, that's a different. Now he's the, now they're just like combining everything, which makes no sense. Um, Gal fights him like once, and it's like it's one of those like like she did to Murdoch and like yeah. touched him and flew him. Like, she plays a big part in this and never is really like. You still don't ever really feel like she's fleshed out. I feel like they're saving her for like she's got to be a big part of Defenders, man. I, I, I the Sigourney Weaver thing is just I don't know. Yeah. I, I I feel like that's not right. Like I feel like Madame Gao has been built up way too much. You see the steel like they show they show Danny the uh, the heroin the logo heroin and he's like he doesn't even know that's the that's the steel serpent. What he he's like oh that's that's the that's the dragon without the wings. And you're like. Oh. 
What? <laughs> well, if you a snake is a dragon without wings, but yeah, I but mean, like he, what the it's, fuck? Oh my god, it's just like it's it's like, and that's what that's what leads me to believe that like the staff doesn't really know the lore of the character, and like, and they had no one to pull in reference to be like, what is this? Because all of the people that were so influential on Iron Fist have left, yeah, and they left on bad terms. So it, it's just it's one of those things they, where they like, could have just read the comics. Yeah, they could have, but I don't really don't think they, they could did. have read that those runs and read the original. You know, it shouldn't have been that fucking hard to get right, though. That's the thing that's really killing me. It shouldn't no, have been that have hard. Been. I Look, get not doing the dragon and all that. Yeah, there's a know? lot of reasons to not do the dragon. I, I get that. You know, that you, you can do something kind of you know that's a bit different than that, but it wouldn't have been that hard. Uh, I, you know, really I get wouldn't. that. Of the four major characters they've done so far, yes, Danny is the most exposition-heavy requirement. Like, there's a lot to build into Danny because there's so much to him. More so than Luke, more so than Jessica, more so than Matt, because he has an entire separate world that you're now introducing to then bring into the series. I get it. What they did was just have everyone say how they feel and, like, have everyone say what they're... So if you If you heard... Like, the, the the story of the hand is so fucking confusing and so all over the fucking place that between that and season two of Daredevil, I never want to see them again. Nothing they, makes sense. They it's give, just, like, a, a new origin for them now? There's, there's, like, basically everyone's a hand in this, but everyone's either, like, a different branch of the hand, but maybe they're a good hand. Who knows if they're the bad hand? I, no <laughs> one knows. And Danny says a thousand times, I'm meant to just, I'm the, I destroy the hand. If he says that one more fucking time, I might blow my brains out. <laughs> it, it is just, it is all over the fucking place. Oh, I feel bad for the actor. I, I feel terrible. I don't. Like, I don't. He's, he's not like good. He's him. not good. He's well, not I mean, like, great. I feel like no. they cast him and he's in over his head and like, yeah. he's just not up to this. No. He's, he's not even a little I feel, bit. I agree. I agree 100%. He's in way over his head. The writing literally just, they might as well just fed him to the wolves. It's just so bad. Yeah, and, like, no, and no one is helping him. No one is. No one helps. There's him, no. no one around him who you look to, and you're like, man, when he's in a scene with that person, he should really be elevating his performance. I like agree. he's bad, but then everyone else in the room has to like get up to his level. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fucking horrendous. If you if you want to like watch a really bad like college project, watch a scene with Joy and Ward Meacham talking to each other in an office, because yeah. holy shit, is it bad? Everything I would say. Is bad. Uh, I would say Joy is honestly the best one out of all of them, too. And that's how bad it is. But that's that's not... Yes, exactly. That's how bad it is. That's not a compliment or anything like that. No. It's... Uh, and and the, it's not shot well. Uh, nope. Uh, like, all the all the scenes are very bland and flat. Like, there's, there's never that, like, jaw-dropping cinematography that you see in, like, Daredevil or Jessica Jones. To a lesser extent, Luke Cage, but it's still there in Luke Cage. Uh, yeah. You never have that moment where you're like, damn, that looked good. Yep. Uh, and... You know it from the first. Sorry, my throat. <clears throat> you know it from the first. <laughs> uh, you you know it from the. Excuse me. You know Jesus, it from, Bobby, get it together. I need a clean Jesus. cut, so I'm trying to be quiet before I go into it. Because I'm cutting this out. This isn't making it into the final thing. It is now. It is now. <laughs> hold, hold on one second. Wife, shut shut it. <laughs> oh, now she's going to come in. Back in the cage. Uh. <laughs> You know it from the very first frame because the intro, the intro credit sequence is hands down the most horrendous one out of all three of them. It is uh, fucking disgusting. Okay. Yeah. 
It's like bad nineties television CG. I, I agree. Wow. I, I agree hundred percent. I'm just uh, Does I he don't put know. on the mask at any point at least? No. He puts <laughs> he puts on about eight thousand different hoodies and pulls them up over his head and just goes like this. <laughs> it, it's they should get him one of those hoodies like you see in costume shops that are like that like it comes all the way over and it's just got two holes for the eyes. Uh, at this point, he has one that literally comes down so far and might as well. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, it's just it, it's so there's no actual costume at the end. No. So they did all that talk about like costume. No costume. And they didn't do a costume. Nope. Maybe in Defenders. Nope. <laughs> I doubt it. I really the, doubt it. Honestly, the only one who makes any sense is Claire in this. Like, on, she's the only one, and she's like, honest, she's pretty much, I feel like a separate writing team came in, read the script, <laughs> and then wrote Claire's dialogue, because she says, this is insane, about five times. Like, Danny lays out a plan, she's like, that plan sucks. <laughs> and, <you're> like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, show is so dumb, they do it anyway. <laughs> uh, and that wasn't in the script, she was just ad-libbing. Yeah. Like, sucks. <laughs> it's just, like, there's one point where Danny's like, I have to kill I have to kill uh, Harold Meacham. And uh, Claire's like, no, you can just go to the police. He's like, no, I have to kill him. She's like, no, you can go to the police. And like, and then literally, it's such a forced line. Like, Colleen's like, Danny, you have to center your chi. You can't kill him. What? I, I'll kill him. And what? then Claire goes, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? She's like, literally, you can see the actor just be like, what the fuck? You have to center your chi. I'll oh, kill him. It's, it's so, like... It's, was it, like, a line, like, you gotta, like, you gotta get your shit together? Like, like, she, you gotta she's stop like, being an idiot? I, I or was she trying to be, like, serious and, like, talk back to him after he gave her the, the chi talk in the dojo? She's oh. like, Danny, you can't be the Iron Fist you're meant to be without your chi being centered. You can't kill this man in a way on your conscience. Oh, and then, like, you're, she's Did like... she realize that the Iron Fist is meant to murder, like, millions yeah. of people? Like, that's the purpose of his like existence. She, she says all these things you're like okay that makes sense that whatever that makes sense for the story and she goes I'll kill him and literally you and Claire at the same time are like what the fuck is going <laughs> on like it's just it's so it's so ridiculous yeah I love this show it's just it makes no sense and like so alright so when I was watching it I was thinking like man this reminds me a lot of the first season of Arrow in a lot of bad ways yep. but it seems like it gets worse than that uh yeah does not get any better. Wow. Like, no, not doesn't get better. Like, actively gets worse. Like, tries to, to get down. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Downward slope. Downward slope, big time. You never, like, you have, you get the sense from the show that, like, they didn't have the budget to do half the stuff they wanted. And even if they had it, they probably would have done it wrong anyway. Um you hear, like, you hear so much stuff, like, they reference so many things, and, like, it's just all wasted on you, because at this point, they're just throwing so many, like, kung fu terms at you, without ever actually showing anything, that it's all wasted energy, you're just like, who cares? I don't care. I don't give a shit about your fucking chi being centered, because you're not the, you're not of the right body and mind right now. I don't give a fuck. I don't fucking care. And, like, (laughs) oh my god. And then everywhere you turn, someone's part of the hand. And you're like, I don't care about that. But then you have to care about that because they're more of the hand. But which hand are they? Are they good hand? Are they bad? Like, no one fucking knows and no one fucking cares. And, like, the big, the big huge twist. The, oh, my God. The moment. The huge moment at the end of the show. 
is that Danny is like, I'm going back to, Kung I'm Lung. going back to to Kun Loon, fucking Loon, Kun Loon. So everyone's like, oh, Danny, you know, that's the Iron Fist. You should do that. And Colleen's like, I'm gonna miss you. And he's like, well, I was hoping you'd come with me. She's like, oh, Danny. She's like, Danny. So they go. Fuck. They're climbing a mountain that's literally Wait, a set Night piece. Show up? No. Which is strange because I'm pretty sure I remember it being Misty Knight at the end of Luke Cage that picks up the Colleen wing. No, it was it was, uh, uh, was it Claire? Claire, yeah. Okay. So anyway, you cut to them on the side of a mountain that looks like they pulled it off the arrow set when he fought the uh, when he fought <laughs> uh, Ra's, al Ra's al Ghul. I'm not even joking. You could look at it and be like, man, this looks familiar. So <laughs> they're like they're like shimming along a wall, and he's like, oh, it's gonna be great. You're gonna get here just in time for, for Kung. <laughs> He literally says, you're going to get there for Kung Fu practice. You'll love it. He says that line. What? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my so, God. That's um, amazing. And it's so obvious that you could tell, you could hear the like, set director be like, okay, act cold. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's what it's like. So they get they get to the pass that leads you to Kung Fu. Wait, long. are they even wearing like cold weather clothing? Like, Do they have yeah, like Parkazon or something? They're wearing like jackets. And oh, she's thank God. Because like, I could see him walking around in like, an, a button down that's like opened all the way so you could see the tattoo and everything. Yeah, pretty His much. His cheese keeping him warm. Exactly. So they like they get to the pass, which is another huge annoyance of mine. But they get to the pass, to, uh, the passage to, to Kun Lun, and there's four dead hand people. <sighs> And then, and then all of a sudden, Kun Lun is not there. It's gone. But Danny himself says it only appears once every 15 years or whatever. But yeah. the pat, like the whole story is that the whole episode is that Kun Lun's open and that the Iron Fist is meant to defend the pass, which makes no sense. That's not how it works. But I thought he was <laughs> um, meant to kill the hand. But it's not, yeah, not how it works. Hand. He explains that not, that's not how it works. He's supposed to defend the pass and kill the hand? Like his job, yeah. Basically his job is to sit at the what pass. What if they're not at the pass? I would imagine if, like, the hand was leave. just, if they were, like, <laughs> just, like, I'm if they were just he on sucked. the other side of the pass, he'd be like, I I'm going to kill you. And they'd be like, we're just not going to come over there. Dude, he does belong in the insane asylum. He really does. Yeah, the writers belong in there. Um, so, like, yeah, he shows up and Kunlun has disappeared, so the, pa the, the passageway is now closed. And he's like, now I have to stay in New York. It's, it's, so, it's so fucking stupid. And, like, honest to God... Uh, the amount of times you wanted to scream at the television for Claire to just call Matt. If there's ever been a story where you could just be like, uh, "Hey, wait, I know a guy who literally knows the head of the hand. I can, I can call him. I can, <laughs> I can send him a text. <laughs> well, <laughs> tell us exactly what That's, to do." Text yeah. probably is not a great idea. Yeah. Like it's just so, it's so disjointed, and everything else they do such a like I wouldn't say organic, but it's one of the one of the better things the show does is that. They integrate the other three, the other two, well. Like, Hogarth, like Jerry Hogarth shows up, mm -hmm. and she previously worked for Rand. Like, her internship was with Rand. Yep. So, like, she helps Danny, and, like, in return gets her company on permanent She was painting. very natural. Like, her... her She's, she she, she out-acts the shit out of everyone yeah. in the room. Yeah. Do we see Foggy? No, because you never see Foggy. Um, you see, uh, there are, there's, like, a letter that... Uh, Claire reads, and you see in the top of the letters from the penitentiary. So she's reading stuff from Luke, and like when Danny needs a shirt, she's like, "Here, I, a friend of mine gave this to me," and it's got like bullet holes in it and stuff like that. I totally um, forgot that Luke went to jail. At yeah, the end. I totally yep. forgot about that. Uh, yeah, and so actually, wait, Jessica, so Luke went to jail. Mm -hmm. Danny's in the fucking mountains. He'll be back. 
They're gonna what have a waste of trip. These guys right? together. What a wasted trip. If I was coming, climb a fucking mountain. Like exactly. We're gonna get to the magical city. You know. <laughs> if I was coming, she's like, like "There's you... dead bodies, dude. You're a fucking asshole for making me you're... come up." I'm like, "You're a fucking liar." Shit. For 13 episodes, you've been telling me this place existed. You lying piece of shit. <laughs> but and I hate yeah. your fucking hair. You I mean to say that now that we're up here. Very very shallow, but I hate it as well. And Jessica actually plays a huge role because. Um, Too bad she's not a hairdresser. Yeah, not really. At one point, she gets out, like, the three of them get voted out of the company. And Joy's like, well, I have a way to get back in. And she shows all these pictures. And she's like, I hired a PI who can get me, who, like, got all these blackmail pictures to get them back in the board. She's like, she's great when she's sober. You're like, "Ah, ah, 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 ah." (laughs) kill me. (laughs) But, like, and it's just... The the one character who would literally tie everything together, they're just like, oh, God, I wish I knew a guy who could help us, who may know something. Like, I just wish... About ninjas. Like, if, maybe if, even, if he was, like, blind, that would help. I just, <laughs> Somehow I don't know. that's helpful. <laughs> I just don't know. be able to see. And, like, they just, they just bulldoze right past him. They're like, nope, we're okay. Only Danny can fight the hand. Like, really? Because I know a guy who kicked the shit out of half of them, and he's blind. <laughs> I, know, I know another guy with a whole lot of bullets yeah, who took care of a few. <laughs> and then, like, that raises the question now, is Stick, like, now, but the whole other side of Daredevil was that Stick was part of an organization that was made to fight the Hand. But he's not from Kun Lun. How many people are fighting the Hand? A and, lot. Like, Apparently all of the, them. You don't know which version. Like, what version of which hand is now... Because now well, they to introduced... some extent... Did, uh, I don't know how far they went with this, but they kind of set up the fact that, that Harold Meacham was not entirely in on the hand. Uh, he 100% is. Oh, is he? Okay. Because early on, when they when they did that scene with Madame Gao, I was like, oh. I was like, is he setting up to, like, not be part of this anymore? <laughs> Do you remember that... that scene that he wakes up and he sees the handprint on the wall? So yeah. Like, where did yeah, you yeah. go? Nothing doesn't come back. Nothing, nothing comes about. Nothing comes of it. Wow. You never, never understand it. Never reference it. Um, never comes back. Uh, and they set it up as like a huge thing. They never bring it back. Um, See this, Harold, this show. The execution of this show uh, has me really worried about whether or not the Punisher is going to be good. Depends on who's running it. Because the turnaround for the Punisher is so fucking fast that I, I'm concerned uh, they're rushing know. it out the door. I don't know. And uh, so Harold can't die. What he he gets killed by Ward in like a fit of rage one day. Agent Ward. No, uh, Ward. Agent Handsome. Oh, thank God. Uh, He's probably a better actor than this guy, actually. Uh, they're they're on the same level. Uh, so like four episodes. Of course not. He's Agent Handsome. Uh, so like four episodes later, Harold comes back. Um, and you find out the only way you can kill him is to cut his head off, which is not how they kill him, by the way. Spoiler alert. Oh, so I guess he's coming back. Uh, they well, and Danny doesn't even fight him. Like Danny fights him and is losing, and Ward just shoots him. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he shoots him and he falls off the building. That's it. Oh, man. So he's kind of like um, what's his name from Daredevil that Stick killed? Yeah, the uh... yeah Nobu. Yeah, yeah Nobu. Nobu. Thank you. Without any of the choreography. Um, yeah. That that one scene you see in the trailer where Danny punches the ground and everything like explodes around him. That's yeah. in the final. That's in the final episode. But like again, makes no sense. Um, doesn't see, doesn't see Harold Meacham fighting Dan Danny Rand. That sucks because I watched mm-hmm. his scene where he's like training and he he doesn't look. Oh. He looks like a regular fucking dude. 
You mean you mean the fact that they use every opportunity to show Harold Meacham training to fight and then never fights? But like he doesn't look like the kind of guy who can fight the goddamn Iron Fist. No, that's the thing. None of them should be able to fight the Iron Fist. I understand. Like, there's a level of ease that they should have made, and they try to a little bit. It never looks like Danny's trying because he shouldn't have to. Um, and when the threats become elevated, Danny probably pays a little bit more attention to them. Um, <clears throat> if I was writing the show, I would have written Danny like he's a little bit more arrogant because he can. He knows that he's better than all these people. So, like faceless goons, he can destroy without even you know wincing. Yeah. Um, and really, he should have been facing people like Nobu. They should have tried it out. Nobu would have been a great fight for Danny. Not, yeah. I mean, it was a great fight for Matt, but it was a, it would have been a perfect fight for Danny. Could and have he showed off some serious acrobat skills. Exactly. Yeah. You could have you could have really gone to town with that. And that's why they should have been teasing like the Iron Fist is meant to like Kun Lun has the Iron Fist as their immortal weapon. Mm-hmm. The hand has the black sky. Here's what they should have done: Steel Serpent should have been the mid-season kind of, I'm retracting what I said earlier, Steel Serpent should have been kind of like the mid-of-the-season villain. Wrap up the connection to Kinlon and all that. Then we start to get into all the hand stuff. The final villain that he fights is a... uh, You cannot see who she is. It's a clad ninja from the hand with two Psy. Uh, And, And you have him fight Elektra. I, but we I don't think, know it's her. She's it, just—it's completely yeah. covered, revealed. Doesn't even have to be uh, the I same think, actress. I think the weapons would have given it. Well, away. yeah, you're going to imply that <laughs> to, it's her. Obviously, audience, my, yeah. that's my point. You, you, you yeah. can certainly imply that it's her, uh, but you have a, a fight, and you know, and she kicks, have her kick Danny's ass. Yeah, you know, they and have, have that be kind of what it is. Like having to go through spent... all these guys to get to her. It, it's an amazing thing, and they have a fight, but she, inevitably she kicks his fucking ass. And then you're setting up defenders because, you know, she's going to be a part of that shit. I, I still you think can... that a lot of this feels separate from what's already been established. And they, they should have had him be, like, the thing they're looking for in the defenders. And, like, halfway through, you, you that's when you make the team. Yeah. I, you could have gone so many – like, both of what you just said is 100%. Like, you could have done it – you could have written it so that half of the season is dedicated to showing his life in Kunlun. And build these relationships and then show how they've crumbled because he left. And then reveal at the end that Davos is the Steel Serpent who is running all of this shit. That's why the Steel Serpent's on the fucking heroin. <laughs> and you could have revealed that Davos has been doing this because of him and Madame Gao. Like, Gao is Crane Mother. Davos is her soldier. He's the Steel Serpent. You could have easily tied those together. And then at the end could have been like, oh, also, you know, here's the hand. All right. We're going on 40 minutes of Greg pissing and moaning about Iron Fist. I think we need to move on. <laughs> Let's get on to... That's incredibly frustrating. I'm really sorry. Like, I, I, I truly am. I wish it was yeah. good. And there were a lot of ways to make it good, like we said. But let's move on to something that was actually good. Uh, I saw Skull Island yesterday. It was heard. way better than it should have been. Way fucking better than it should have been. And I'm keep glad. in mind, here's, here's your grain, of, here's your grain of salt. Eh? Um... I, I did have low expectations, and like somehow, somewhere along the lines, the marketing got me like kind of excited for it. And uh, it was a good movie, man. Like, you know how we were saying before, like I really hope it's a Vietnam allegory. Totally was, like through and through. Also, unexpected major Cold War allegory. Without spoiling too much, um, didn't see that shit coming. Actually, can we get into the spoilers? I don't know if you guys plan on seeing it. I don't. I don't mind being spoiled. I- I'm probably, I would like to, I'm always a sucker for oddly 
set period pieces, like during times you would never expect them to be, like a mm. King Kong movie during the Vietnam War. Yeah. I'm in 100%. Yep. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And, like, it's, and it's a big monster movie. Wonder uh, that's all during, I need. Wonder really, Woman during really World War I. And oh, I'm in. Yeah. Unexpected, they do a pretty good job of setting up the inevitable Godzilla vs. King Kong movie that they've said they want to do. Does Godzilla st- stand up and just step on his head? No. So about half, there's a point after you meet uh, John C. Riley's character. So the movie opens up in a flashback to World War II. Please, no more flashbacks. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's the only flashback. I promise. Um, it opens up. It op- well, it's not even a flashback because it's not. It's just your opening scene it takes place in World okay. War II, uh, and John C. Riley's character is young, and he's falling out of the sky. His plane got shot down, and. He pulls his parachute, he lands, and there's a Japanese plane that got shot down right next to him. That pilot survived. And they get into this, like, huge chase-slash-fight thing, and it ends with them on a cliffside, and, like, King Kong climbs the cliff and, like, looks down at them. They're just like, oh, shit. Cue your opening credits. Go into the 1970s. Are they are they having the fight as they parachute down together? No, after after they land, <laughs> just slapping each other. Yeah. No, after they land, they each draw their sidearm and they shoot at each other and miss at like twenty feet away in like a desert. Like there, there's no, there's pious. not even like trees in the way or anything. <laughs> they're both horrible shots. But then they run into the woods, they get into a little fist fight. The Japanese soldier gets on top of him and he pulls his knife out. And they got they got one of those things where like he's trying to push the knife down and the other guy's yeah. like pushing it up. But then Kong comes and they're like, oh, fuck this. And they, like, book it into the woods. Um, so, anyway. Uh, John Goodman plays the head of Monarch, who, if you saw the Godzilla movie, you know, is the government branch that's into looking into these uh, big, giant monsters that supposedly exist. Uh, we must let them fight. At, at this point, they haven't proven their existence yet. So, Kong is actually the first... Oh, at this point. Okay. Yeah, because this takes place in the like, 70s. they're huge. How do you not prove the existence? This, this takes place in the they're 70s. Right. <laughs> well, a lot right of them, they, Even in the, the last Godzilla movie that came out, they imply that a lot of them live in caves or underground or deep in the ocean where we can't explore just yet. Like, places that we couldn't readily find them. Mm. Um, like the Tulu. So, anyway, he gets permission to go to Skull Island, which new satellites just found this fucking island in the middle of the Pacific. He's like, he's like look, if you don't send me there... Skull? What's that? Is it shaped like a skull? Uh, kind of. You know what's funny about the shape of it? Skull-esque. And maybe it's just me. If you look at it one way, it looks like a skull. If you look at it the other way, I kind of saw, like, a gorilla face. Like, a King Kong face. Uh, I thought I thought it was really well designed, actually. That's racist. Um, it's a little racist. It's fine. As we know, all islands oh. are monkeys. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, he, uh, he, he says, he says, look... A Russian satellite is going to pass over this soon. If you don't send us there to explore it first, the Russians are going to have their people there in no time. So he gets the funding that way. Uh, it takes place during the pullout from the Vietnam War. And Samuel L. Jackson's character was actually really good. He was this guy who was just sitting there, and he was, like, really pissed off that he was getting pulled out before he could finish the job he was sent there to do. So, kill, like, kill the, the whole King Kong thing for him ends up becoming, like, this metaphor for, like, the unfinished job in Vietnam. Yeah. So it, it was actually really well done. He wasn't just like, fuck that monkey. He was like, he had like real psychological depth to him, which you don't normally see in these kinds of movies. Yeah. Um, did he yell zips in the wire at any point? Did he yell what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear him Charlie's in the trees. <laughs> zips in the wire? I don't know what that means. It's, so, it's a Vietnam term. Okay. You've so had yellow masters across every year. 
No, he never go. says it. Okay. <laughs> uh, is he more like Brando in Apocalypse Now or Charlie Sheen in Apocalypse Now? Ooh, or Willem Dafoe. Or Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe was Platoon. Yeah, so was Charlie Sheen. So was Charlie Sheen. Uh, he's more like Lieutenant Dan. Jack. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, they, they go to the island and they immediately run into King Kong because they start setting off depth charges to Heck map not, he's huge. the underground. Yeah, he's also a giant gorilla, Bobby. Well, I'm yeah. just saying. Well, he is. They probably can't land in real life. Anyway. No, I'm just saying, like, they, they get there, the they start dropping. gorilla. You know, you guys, <laughs> why do Point I fucking down. talk to any of you? They get there, and they immediately start setting up depth charges to, like, map underground. And uh, Kong just starts throwing fucking trees at all these helicopters and knocking them down. That's rude. It, right? But here's here's the thing about this King Kong that I kind of noticed right off the bat. He's way smarter than any representation that I've seen beforehand. Like, the other ones, they have him able to make, like, a connection. Like, oh, you're a living thing, and, like, if you're not trying to hurt me, I'm not going to try to hurt you. Here, he's smart enough to figure out how to use the environment as tools. Like, he's able, he's he's able to figure out, like, if I pick up this giant tree trunk and wipe all the little branches off, I can use it as a fucking baseball bat. He's smart enough to figure out, okay, if I grab this helicopter, the propellers are going to cut my hand, so I have to go from underneath, or I have to pick up these trees and throw things at it. Like, he, he figures things out. He puts two and two together. Uh, spoiler alert for the end, he's, he figures out, uh, he sees the propeller of a washed-up tanker. And he realizes that that's the same as the propeller that was on the helicopter. And if he takes it and he throws it like a disc at the big monster that he's fighting at the end, it's going to go right into the thing's skin and it's going to really hurt it. So, like, he's, he's smart. And, like, that, that made me think, like, you know what? If he fought Godzilla and he saw Godzilla fire blast another monster, he'd be like, I don't want to get hit by that. So I'm going to stay away from this thing's fucking mouth. Are you saying he's smart enough that he would construct some kind of fire suit and then be like, let's go? You know, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be go just surprised. there, Greg. Thank you. I, I think, think he's smarter. I think he would be smart enough to pick up a, a tanker and use it as a shield. I Is he smarter than Amy in Congo? Yes. Can he have a minigun? Because I think if, if King Kong had like two miniguns, oh, gigantic miniguns, that'd be fucking badass. I mean, he's I got was, the posable thumbs. He can use them. Right? How was Loki? Uh, you know, it really wasn't his movie. He was very on the side. You find out he's really the trickster, right? That's exactly it. No, huh. it was it was very much Samuel L. Jackson's movie, more than anything. Really? Yeah, and that surprised me. I expected it to be all about Tom Hiddleston, and it wasn't. Like, Brie Larson is barely there. Um, oh. Yeah, John C. Riley is kind of there. Uh, I'm going to bet John C. Riley dies by the end of the film. Just saying. You can bet that. You yeah. wanna, <laughs> do you want to make that bet? How much you want? <laughs> Yeah, what, what, why would you do that, Brian? <laughs> I saw the movie. I uh, know. Anyway, um, that's, but that, that's, that is one of my complaints. If you've seen enough of these movies, you can kind of pick out who's going to die and who's going to live by the end. Yeah. Uh, there was a really great scene where one of the guys, they're getting chased by the giant monster at the end of the movie. And one of the guys tries to do the thing where like he has like a vest full of grenades and like he pulls them. And he's, just okay. waiting, for the, he's waiting for the thing to eat him. And the thing runs up to him <laughs> And instead of eating him, it does a 180 and whaps him with the tail. And he just explodes in the mountainside. Smart, smart dinosaur. It was. But, is uh, it the guy who is uh, the boss on, Ag- on Agent Carter? I don't know who the boss on Agent Carter is. Oh, I don't know if you He's got, like, gray sides. He kind of looks like Lieutenant Dan. No. Like, yeah, before Lieutenant know. Dan like, goes... Gary Sinise? I said, I was Dan, what? 
Gary Sinise in this movie? He kind of, he kind of looks like Gary Sinise, yeah. Bobby looks bit. like a young Gary Sinise. I do. Yeah, you got a little, you got a little Lieutenant Dan in you. I do A little bit. I he does. A little bit. Just because I'm in a wheelchair? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not No, no, I'm not talking about when he had, like, long hair and he was addicted to heroin and banging hookers on New Year's Eve. I'm talking about that Lieutenant you, Dan. Uh, anyway. Did you ever see that episode of It's Always Sunny where they... Charlie decides to dress up like a veteran. You know, to go I to sat through club 40 he, minutes of Iron Fist like, bitching, and you guys can't get through 10 minutes of fucking, <laughs> <laughs> fucking King Kong. I, I mean, how did they set it up for Godzilla? Okay, well, let me get, no, let me get your through bowl. the rest of the fucking recap. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> I needed this. I really needed this. It's been a long day. <laughs> so, uh, ah, fuck, where was I? Oh, God. There's uh, there's a lot of decent monsters in this. Uh, they could have done okay. better uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, what's his face did it? Peter Jackson had better monster design. I mean, well, I, I Peter Jackson pretty clear, but they they did do a good job uh, in this. Uh, there there were a few Vietnam allegories with some of the monsters. Um, <laughs> One of them was wearing a rice pack. Yep, that was it. <laughs> that was it. No, there are these. So they're walking through these uh, this bamboo forest, right? <laughs> And then one of the guys stops to get water, and he looks up, and he's like, oh, fuck. And then he gets – it looks like he gets speared through the mouth by a bamboo tree. But And they look up, and it's a giant ant, and it's an ant leg that, like, speared him through. So it's like oh. snipers up in the trees. Like, it was, it was pretty good. Um, so anyway, fast forward a little bit. Wait, the ant has bamboo legs? The ant has legs that look like the bamboo tree to act as camouflage. Oh. And it's not actively trying to kill them. It's just trying to walk, like, where it would normally walk. So, anyway, uh, fast forward a little bit. They find John C. Riley's character, and uh, he has a lot of exposition about how there are these things underground that are, like, the real things that you should be afraid of. And they killed all the monsters that have been protecting the humans, except for Kong. And they killed Kong's parents. And they're like, what do oh, you... Oh, god damn it. They're like, what do you mean his parents? are like, well... He's like, well, Kong isn't done growing yet. And, like, that for me was, like, the first really big line, oh. like... When he shows up to fight Godzilla, he's going to be much bigger than he already is in this movie. Yeah, because I was going to say, the scale doesn't match. No, he's like an adolescent in this movie, and he's fucking tremendous. Um, His scale is huge. So, that that was the first big thing for me. And then the next thing he says is, you know, Kong really, he can take care of all the little guys, but there's a big guy that stays underground that won't come up until Kong is gone. So for me, that was like where the Cold War thing hit. Like Kong is one superpower, and the other superpower is underground. And they won't. Why won't he come? Why? Because it's Mini Kong, right? If he's yeah, adolescent he and he killed the parents, he, he's he's it's too much of a risk. Like if you think of nature, like things don't just start fighting each other for no reason. They they balance the risk reward. Yeah, but they killed his parents. I mean, I and why like couldn't he with his underlings go and just kick his ass and gang up on him? Then I, I don't know. I it seems like a sure thing. I got nothing for you. Were his co- were These monsters are stupid. Well, it's, it's not. It's not a sure thing. Because spoiler alert: Kong beats the living shit out of this thing. He beats the brakes off of it when it comes up. Oh well, what is it? Like a giant ant? It's like right, a, so it's, we've seen it in the trailer. It's like a giant version of those things that have like the the skull crawlers. The, they've got the the skull beak faces. Oh, and they crawl. And they crawl. <laughs> and they, they ask John C. Riley, "Why do you call it that?" He goes, "I don't know. It just it just sounded cool, but now it sounds dumb. Now that you guys asked me to say it out loud." <laughs> Were Kong's parents killed in front of a movie theater? Let me tell you something. He is great. In, uh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, because he's Batman. Where did he yeah, he's like, like using his environment against everybody. Say, uh, John C. Riley, unexpectedly really good in this. He's always really good. He's John C. Riley. Yeah, but like, I, I didn't think I'd be able to take him seriously, and I could. 
if they cast him as Daniel Rand, I would have loved it. <laughs> uh, so what else is there? That's my cast. oh, so the so the post- Orson Randall's Jesse Ryan. So uh, I'll I'll skip the rest of the shit because you guys kind of get the gist at this point. Like it was it was a really good movie. Uh, the and the post credit stinger was kind of yeah. dumb and out of left field, but it was the most Godzilla thing out of the whole thing. So they're holding Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson in like an interrogation room. And they're like screaming at the mirror and they're like, we get it. The island never happened. We won't tell anybody. We don't care. We just want to fucking go home. And one of the scientists that they were on the island with comes in the room and he goes, look, we got to debrief you guys. Kong isn't the only king in the world. And then you see a file and they flip through the file and there's like pictures of like cave wall etchings of Godzilla and cave, cave wall etchings of all these other Toho monsters. There's Mothra. There's Ro- really? there's Rodan, there's King Ghidorah, all of them. They're all fucking there, and the the screen smash cuts to black, and you hear the Godzilla roar, and that's the post credits. That's fucking. It, I do love that roar. It was a I, joke. <laughs> Brian for stopped as, for as that much thing. as I for as much as I didn't care for the Godzilla movie, I loved that roar. That roar it was, was really so good. good. And my my wife um, got really pissed because it's always too loud for her. But and my question is, if John Goodman, like at this point, they haven't like they haven't really ex- like proved yep. the existence of these things yet. Why was he saying in the trailer that the, the Bravo tests were trying to kill something? Because that's his belief. He hasn't been able to prove it. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Sorry. That reminds me. Uh, I, I, I hate to say this, but I really think they're setting up for Godzilla versus King Kong to end with them fighting aliens. I really think they, they set it up. I believe it. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a scene where when he's I'm going to ask that. for this funding, the congressman he's going to like, kind of sarcastically says to him like oh yeah just like all those people who are looking for aliens and john goodman goes yeah but those people are nuts and i'm like it's gonna fight the cloverfield it's gonna end with those people not being nuts either that's how that fucking movie is gonna end and i'm gonna be so pissed off i'm upset by godzilla's nature alone he shouldn't like all right So, all right, Godzilla's Godzilla's life is split in the Japanese version is split into three different generations. There's the the original generation, I forget what it's called. Then there's the seventies generation, and then there's the Heisei. They call it the Heisei era because the Heisei guy is the one who basically took Godzilla and made him back into like this ferocious monster who should be like feared and terrifying and and scary. And that's where Godzilla nineteen eighty five comes. That's where Godzilla vs. Biollante comes. That's where they original. That's where the the last era of Godzilla really took off, and that was how people really saw him. I saw Godzilla nineteen eighty five in theaters. Scared the shit out of me as a kid. I loved it. That uh, anyway, I, I could I could. I could go on all day about this stuff. Same. But the 70s era is, that's when Godzilla, they remarketed Godzilla, and I forget what it's called. It's something with an L, I think. But it's, they're all named after the director who created the first one. So I think this guy Heisei made Godzilla 1985, but they call it Godzilla Returns. So that basically eliminated all the 70s stuff. And the 70s stuff was really when he teamed up with, like, other monsters to fight, like, you know, he fought uh, Gigan, he fought King Ghidorah, he fought all those guys. <sighs> So that's, and it's against, like, that's what kind of bugs me is that, like, if you take that era and go with it, yeah, I guess you could say he teams up with other monsters. But really, if you take the original Godzilla, the Raymond Burr Godzilla, and then the Heisei Godzilla and put them together and make that continuous uh, storyline, he's kind of just like, I'm I'm the best, I'm doing this on my own, go fuck yourself. And, like, <laughs> he's, like, he's a terrifying, scary monster, and he should be able to kick the shit out of everything. So that's why I, I hope... They don't team up, but I feel like you're. I feel like it's inevitable, and I feel like you're right that they are going to team up. Yep. 
I would hope that instead of teaming up, you just show them fighting in two different areas, the same kind of monster. I'm but, I, like, look, I really don't want it to be fucking aliens. I really don't want it to be aliens. Oh yeah. In my in my ideal future, xenomorphs. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the size of that chestburster? Oh my god, pretty, pretty cool. The little Mothra girls have to be in it. Those two little oh, twin the, girls, the twins. The twins. In in my perfect world, uh, the the big villain monster in King Kong vs Godzilla is King Ghidorah. Like he wakes up yeah. and Godzilla, King Kong, and Mothra all have to like fight this motherfucker. What about Ultraman? <laughs> no. Or Jetman? <laughs> Yeah. Jet, jet, jet Jaguar? Jet Jaguar. Jet Jaguar. Jet Jaguar. Hey! Hey! Jet Jaguar! People have made a robot, Jet Jaguar, Jet Jaguar, Jet When he was a young man. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and that's when Dom Toretto and the Fast yeah. and the Furious crew show up. Tell me, God, you have to tell me you've seen that TV spot. I, I have it. You guys I, have it. I can't do it's it. Incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> he literally is driving on the ice and opens the car door and there's a torpedo just going across the ice and the rock just leans down with his hand and just turns it the other way. I can't do it. And it blows up a car. (laughs) It's just, it's fucking insane. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen. I have to see it. I can't wait. Oh, God. I needed that. Oh, God, that was therapeutic. (laughs) (sighs) You feel bad? No, but that, it helps. <laughs> well, I think you don't, don't. I don't think you understand the point of being therapeutic. Then, no. The point of oh, therapy man, is that you feel better afterwards. Thirteen fucking hours. Ugh. Thirteen, and there's no like, there's no stinger, there's no teaser for anything else after it. It's literally it ends, and it's like go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's like sorry, you watched thirteen episodes, you stupid piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh. they wrote it. They only wrote like eight, and then they were like. The last four episodes or five episodes, like, oh, you're still here. <laughs> uh, I guess this happens. <laughs> the Hints of Shield cast right now is parting. Like, we're not the worst anymore. <laughs> they great. They, oh, I, and I've seen, I've seen reviews that are like, yeah, Ages of Shield is better. Wow, and it's true. I don't know. Wow. Fire everybody. Fire. And then they're talking about the, now. There's like people are talking about removing that guy from Inhumans because he's done such a bad job. Wow. Oh, Which there it is. There it is. Oh, uh, the showrunner. Oh. Oh. I have to say, good-looking cast, though, for Inhumans. The people they, they've picked yeah, for the roles, inter- I think, interesting. really Very interesting the casting. They really look, trust me. The uh, who did they cast Medusa again? I forgot. So I forget her name. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 
Trust me, I've been hurt before. Anyone who's been cast and then says from Game of Thrones, don't believe me. Lies. <laughs> no, here's, here's the difference. Lies. Here's the difference. Oh, uh, poor Finn Jones. You uh, didn't name your dog after him. Well, Finn Jones and no, and no, uh, well Jessica Hennick, who plays Colleen Wing, they're both from Game of Thrones. But yeah, both of them really, have very she, minor she, roles. The guy who yeah. they cast for Maximus was a huge role. Very, think, very different story. And he's here. perfect for that. Well, he's, he's just he's being he typecast like at this too. point. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't take anything getting typecast at this point. I think that's fine. He's, he's good at it. Apparently he's the nicest guy in the world, too. Which is so and funny. Hates- they said the same thing about the kid who played Joffrey. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Gleason, is that his name? Uh, no, that's that's something, that something Gleason. No, it is something. Come on, Gleason. Alice. Mason Poole too. He's really good at that. Yeah. Definitely not Jackie Gleason. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Gleason to the, is dead. To the moon. Actually, his name is Jack Gleason. So go fuck yourself. Well, not Jackie. Not Jackie. Oh fuck! Eat a dick. So it's just big difference. Big difference. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. All right. I'm so mad. I, uh, I can't even. On that note, I have to edit this later, so I'm going to cut it off. We can keep talking, but I'm going to call it a day on the recording. Uh, you can check out Awfully Salty. It's our one. We're one year old. Just we're yeah, one year old. One show, we're man. toddling and swaddling. Awfully topless. Woo. Awfully topless. Brian did the whole show without a shirt. I'm going to tweet that shit oh, later. It's there again. Uh, <laughs> no, you are not tweeting it out. Those are nipples. Uh, you can subscribe to Awfully Salty on iTunes or Google Play. We're also available on Stitcher. Uh, check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we're Awfully Salty on Facebook, Salty Pod on Twitter, and uh, our good friend Jen is getting our Tumblr back to life, uh, awfullysalty.tumblr.com. There you go. Feel free to do fan fiction about us. About us. Ooh. Yeah. Who do you, who do you ship? I don't know. That's tough. You're gonna make me pick between you. I ship I ship Bo, which is a combo of Bo- a combo of Bobby and Joe. I feel like we all ship Joe. <laughs> I mean, we all we all ship him. We it's, all ship it's it. Fair. It's fair. Uh, that's why he chooses us not being around. That's right. <sighs> Just can't handle he, it. He lives. He lives in my fantasies. Well, him and all his veins. Do you think he's flexing somewhere right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. I can feel it. <laughs> uh, dude, I bet. I bet. I bet it's leg day, and I bet he's getting gains. <laughs> Obviously, never skip. I want Joe to come back because I want to talk Zelda with him. Uh, Dude, being my being wife wants to get the Switch. We when we saw Beauty and the Beast yesterday, there was a commercial before it, and I kind of made like only like a little passing comment about it. She's like, "I thought we should get that. It looks like it'd be fun. Would you play with me?" I was like, "Yeah." There's no good multiplayer games out yet. I would wait till Christmas if that's what you're getting it for. Because by then, like Mario Kart's going to be out, and that's what we want. Oh, Mario Kart's not out yet. Not yet. It's out no. next month. The only two games out are, I think, are Zelda and One Two Switch. Yeah, those are the only real games. What's One Two Switch? It's like a multiplayer like, yeah. shit game. You know. It looks shows. Is it kind of like the sports game for Wii? Kind of. Just has like a lot of but no sports. It's a lot of party. A lot of party. Games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like it's like if you have a bunch of people over and you're just trying to kill time together. Oh, okay. While you like drink. if you're watching Iron Fist in the background, or something <laughs> like that. Just kind of play the Switch. Oh, thirteen. Man. All right, thirteen episodes. Uh, we're out, yeah. everybody. Greg's going to take a journey to Kunlun. (laughs) I'm so pissed off.